Today's podcast is brought to you by newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, Newspapers.com gives you a front-row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, Newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code CUPOFMURDER for an exclusive 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code CUPOFMURDER at Newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, What? more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. Arrived, the found the we have a weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Cup of murder. When all of the evidence points away from a suspect, that usually means they're innocent, right? Well, on February 11th, 1987, a woman in Fort Collins, Colorado was killed. But what they had all seemed to point away from their main suspect, a sophomore in high school. Yet, 10 years later, this boy would find himself in prison for her murder. So, who killed Peggy Hetrick? So, if you like your coffee hot, put your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Peggy Hetrick was 34 years old when, on February 19, 1987, she spent an evening bar hopping in Fort Collins, Colorado. She walked to her apartment to change her clothes and head back out. She was last seen alive around 1.30 a.m. on February 11th, leaving the Prime Minister. Early that same morning, a bicyclist rode up to what he thought was a mannequin. What he found was the body of Peggy Hetrick. She had been sexually mutilated, nipple removed, as well as female circumcision via a partial vulvectomy. Her cause of death was a single stab wound to her upper left back. Coroners also concluded that the mutilations done were with quality surgical equipment and with a high level of skill. Still slung over her shoulder was her untouched purse, contents still inside and accounted for. So who would have done this to Peggy? And why? Well, while police were canvassing the area, a man came to them with some interesting news. He claimed that before the cyclist found Peggy's remains, 
he witnessed his 15-year-old son, Timothy Masters, deviating from his normal path to school to inspect something in the field. It wasn't until Peggy's body was found that he realized what his son was looking at. Immediately, this 5'10", 120-pound boy, who was nicknamed Toothpick, became the main suspect purely because he failed to report what he saw. Police pulled the sophomore out of class for questioning, and the boy stated he thought the body was a mannequin placed in the field as a joke. On February 12th, police searched the master's home and Timothy's locker at school. They found 2,200 pages of writings and violent artwork, as well as a knife and porn collection. There was also a newspaper containing information on the body's discovery in his dresser. But other than these items... Items that could have been written off as that of a typical teenage boy. No other evidence was found. And despite being questioned for hours without an adult, Timothy remained steadfast in his innocence. Two strands of hair and prints were found on Peggy's remains, all tested and none led to Timothy Masters. You would think that, given all of this information, the police would have moved on to a new suspect. But despite all of this and round-the-clock surveillance, they were convinced Timothy was their killer. Timothy went on to serve in the Navy, but the Colorado police would spend years questioning him on and off. By 1997, they reached a dead end. That's when the lead investigator sent Timothy's teenage writings and artwork to a forensic psychologist for analyzation. This expert concluded that some of Timothy's writings depicted Peggy Hetrick's crime. Based on his testimony and the artwork, Timothy Masters was arrested and convicted of Peggy's murder in 1999. He was sentenced to life in prison. He, of course, immediately began appealing, but the Court of Appeals, uni- but the Court of Appeals unanimously upheld his conviction. He tried again in 2004 on the grounds of ineffective counseling and was appointed a new defense team. That new defense team discovered that the hairs and photographs of the fingerprints, those that didn't match Timothy Masters, seemed to be missing. This was enough to bring forth a new hearing, a prosecutorial misconduct. Not only was this information missing, information that exonerated Timothy, but prosecution also withheld evidence that linked another suspect to the crime, one that seemed highly more probable than the young teen, Dr. Richard Hammond. Dr. Hammond was an eye surgeon who was arrested for secretly filming women's genitalia through a fake ventilation grate in his downstairs bathroom. He would certainly have the surgical skills necessary to perform the mutilations on Peggy's body and had an obvious obsession with female genitalia. And, in 1987, his bedroom window overlooked the location Peggy Hetrick's body was found. Dr. Richard Hammond completed suicide in March of 1995, several days after his arrest. Despite what seems like obvious connections, no follow-up investigation was done on the doctor, and the lead investigator ordered to have the evidence in his case destroyed before any link could be made to Peggy's murder. And, if the doctor wasn't a good enough suspect, there was also Matt Zoller, Peggy's on-again, off-again boyfriend, who, in 2008, was connected to the crime via touch DNA. 
This man even testified in the trial against Timothy Masters. Finally, after 10 years in prison, on January 22, 2008, a Colorado judge vacated Timothy's conviction and released him. By 2011, he was completely exonerated of the murder. This case and its wrongful conviction changed the way Colorado handled evidence. There was no law that protected evidence from being destroyed, and even shielded authorities who did destroy it after a trial occurred. Laws were put into place to prevent this from ever happening again. Not just that, but charges were filed against all of those involved in Timothy Masters' wrongful conviction. The county settled with Timothy for $4.1 million and Fort Collins for an additional $5.9 million. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on February 12th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.